Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of the Saddle Bunny Podcast. I am so happy to be back this week. I ended up taking last week off because I was deathly ill. I actually still am pretty sick. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it or not. I will probably be sniffling through this whole thing and as usual these are no cut. We just post them. So I'm sorry if you hear this all the way through. I do have tissues next to me and water but yeah last weekend I was like just I was so exhausted I just I couldn't bring myself to sit down and record a podcast so I waited until this week and then I'm you might also be asking why this episode's not on YouTube so I'm finding out that I feel like I can't speak as freely without the camera on me which is weird because when I vlog I never feel like like I need to like talk a certain way to the camera but something about having the mic in my hand with the camera in front of me I feel like it like slows my juices flowing and so I don't know I think I'm only going to do some of the episodes on YouTube when I feel like that they are YouTube worthy otherwise I'm not going to but I just think maybe we'll only do some on YouTube some of them will just be podcast audio I'm not sure where this is all a learning process this year I'm trying to embrace something called wayfinding and it's this idea that you just like jump into things before you really know where they're going and you just figure it out as you go and putting the podcast on YouTube is very much one of those things for me that was like I'm just gonna figure out like as I go if this is something I want to keep doing or not and yeah so we'll see what the future holds for that if it's you know sporadic or every bit every podcast or what but I'm happy to be back this week I feel like I have like lived a thousand lives since we've last talked and uh it really hasn't been that long it's only been like a week um I want to talk today about the video that's what I've been calling it that's not what it's titled of course I think it's called geez I don't even remember my own YouTube videos name me literally going to my channel to remember the name of this video the girl to the girl that inspired me it's a YouTube video I uploaded uh like six days ago at the time of me recording this probably a lot longer from when you guys hear it probably like a week ago when you guys hear it um I have so much to say and I just feel like this video I say a lot in the video so if you haven't watched it you should go watch it it's only five minutes and 31 seconds long it's not really that long but I I say a lot of things in the video that and I I don't I don't know I feel like the Everyone that's been on the podcast, been following the podcast, been following me knows I had a hard year last year. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every single thing I do now and it's like my whole personality, but I was struggling with a lot of things and really struggling to find my creativity and feeling really lost in like where, where, what I wanted, where I was going and how I felt and stuff. And through getting to know my inner child and figuring things out I hate saying that it makes me like makes me want to cringe that I'm saying that but like really is the truth and through like just really really taking stock of my life and what I wanted moving forward which is something I've done on YouTube as well I have a video called this 2024 is gonna be the best year of my life and I just have to say that and I've kind of hinted at this in other podcast episodes I'm like I feel like I'm my I'm out of my slump I feel like I'm slowly getting out of it but I don't want to say that and I can tell you now that without a shadow of a doubt I am out of it and the last two weeks I have just been like sitting around smiling happy with how just happy I am and how much better I feel than I did last year and how much 
better this year is and how it truly is like one of the best years of my life. It it is the best year of my life so far. I am thoroughly, thoroughly in love with 2024 and I'm so grateful that I, that it's, that it's going well. I think a lot of the reasons why it's going well are because of the habits that I've instilled and the things that I've chosen to do. I have like a couple of habits that I'm going to do all year that I talked about in my YouTube video. I'm journaling every single day. I'm drawing every single day. I'm planning in a planner and on notion. I'm planning out like my month as well. And I usually do like an event a month that I'm really like trying to do this, this month for February, it was Valentine's day. I had a big Valentine's day party last week. Um, and it, it was so good guys. I had the best night and I just have, a, I have a great group of girls around me in Arizona now and I feel so good. I just, I'm so happy and I haven't been in a long time and that's really exciting for me. But I wanted to talk about the video because I feel like through this whole process and trying to figure out what was going on with me and why I felt so confused all the time. And like, I didn't know I've never lost touch with myself to that degree where I like didn't know what I wanted, didn't know if I was doing the right thing, didn't know what was, I I was so lost, like, like just, I feel like like disassociated from myself almost. And so I I don't know. I, I just, through doing the artist way and a lot of other things, I figured my shit out. And I feel like whenever I go through something like that, I make art to help me understand things, tell me, understand what's going on in my life. Tell me, understand how I feel, what, what, you know, the present moment and that video, the video to the girl that inspired me was like my pushing out of that. It was my final, it was like, it was like my, you know, Vikings funeral for that period of my life like sending it out in a blaze like this is over I'm moving on I feel good I'm okay I made it to the other side of this and like we can keep going so I have some notes here all the things I want to talk about about the video and we're just going to get into it and if you haven't watched it like I said you probably should before you listen to this I think there will be some good tidbits in here about my experience and coming out of all this and my inspirations and all of that. I'm, I'm very excited about this video. It's something that means a lot to me. It's probably one of the most meaningful things I've made in a few years. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk about it more with you guys. So we'll get started with what realizations got me here. So revisiting childhood with the artist way. That's something that the artist way has you do a lot. You write letters to your younger self. You talk about your dream lives or you write down like what you were most, what you're, what you most admire in your kid's self what you most love about yourself as a child, like things like that. And, you know, looking back and really diving in cameras, that was all my, always my shit. I always had a camera. I always was running around recording things. I was always making videos and I've said that for a long time, but when I graduated high school, I like thought about going to film school or like doing something with video, but because I never did like a video production class or like I wasn't in like broadcasting class or like I didn't do any of that stuff. I was like, I'm not good enough to go to film school. If I want to go to film school, I need to have like a, a short film I can send them to submit to be entered in. And I don't have anything like that. I don't even have anything I can shoot that on. And I just immediately wrote it off and was like, no, I am not good enough for that. I will never be good enough for that. I'm not doing that. And then when I moved to Washington, I ended up doing a digital design degree instead of a graphic design degree, uh, mostly because that was what was 
available to me but also I liked it because it incorporated a little bit of web design and some film like some video production stuff like that and so I took video production classes I learned software and the software that I didn't get taught I taught myself and even then like I've always been making videos I have videos on my YouTube channel I have I have unlisted videos of my sisters from when they were like eight and I was or not even probably like five and four or four and six like really really young and I was like eight and I remember the first time I ever uploaded a video to YouTube like I didn't know you could do that and I like was like I wonder how you upload a video to YouTube and I remember finding out you literally just upload it and like you don't have to pay for anything you don't have to do anything you can just upload it and those kids news videos that are in the uh v video we're talking about right now those are the first videos I ever uploaded to YouTube. And I remember thinking it was so freaking cool. And I didn't tell my mom because I was so afraid that she was gonna be like, oh my God, pedophiles are going to find you. Like you can't be on the internet. Cause you know how parents were back back then. Um, and so I didn't even tell her that they were like uploaded. I don't think she really understood when I showed her, I was like, these are on YouTube. Like, I don't know if she knew what that meant. Maybe she's finding out in this podcast. <laughs> she's listening to this podcast episode, but I was like, just, it was like the, the one, I, I was such a core memory for me finding out I could just upload things. I made videos of my sisters even before I had a video camera when I could only take photos. I used to do like photo montages in Windows Movie Maker, like of them like jumping off of couches. I would take like photos of them jumping off the couch or like photos of them in the park and I would pose them and then I would set the photos to music. And I remember like another core memory of mine was I'd be making these videos and my number one goal was always making my mom cry. I was like, I want to make something I remember my mom crying when she watched one of them because it was just so emotional. She thought it was so beautiful. And I was like, every time I make one of these, I want to make my mom cry. Like I want to make people feel something. I want them to cry. I want them to see like, I just want to make people feel something. I want them to be meaningful. And so that's what I would do. I also made, so I would make the photo videos. And then when I was in fifth grade, I made my grandfather's funeral video. And I remember the whole entire time he was dying. That is all I did for days like I just sat at a computer on Windows Movie Maker collecting photos and placing them the exact way I wanted them to and putting little stupid transitions in between them with the songs that I wanted and music was always a big part of this for me like the song that I was going to use it's always been a big part of this for me like I hear a song and I just automatically start seeing like a movie in my head of exactly what I'm going to do like it's kind of borderline maladaptive daydreaming but I'll just like see exactly what I'm going to do and I remember I was telling my dad the song I wanted to use was Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. And I was singing the song to him. I heard it on Grey's Anatomy. And I was like, this is a song I want. I want this song. I was like getting frustrated because no no adults knew what I was talking about. I was like, please listen to me. Like, this is a song I want to use in this video. My dad helping me hunt it down on iTunes and buying it because that's the song I wanted to use for the for the funeral video. And I remember like they made a CD of it. And my dad used to like always talk about how cool it was that I made this video. And just like, I don't know. I love, I fucking loved making videos. So I did that all through high school. I was making videos. If there was a project and they were like, oh, you can make a video or you can do this. I was always making the video. I made videos for student council all the time. I was always editing things. Like I just always had a camera. I always had cameras. I was always making shit. If there was a boring day on the weekends with my sisters, little Katie would be like, let's make a video. And I would just direct them. And that's what I would do. They were always my perfect actors. Um, that my sisters were the, the, you know, I would say voluntary, but really involuntary. They weren't really allowed to tell me no. Uh, the older I got and the more I started learning about like, okay, how can I shoot this to make it look more cinematic? How can I make it look, 
you know, like a movie. Like I had a mermaid show with them at one point that we were going to their house, their friend's house every weekend. I had this little $20 underwater camcorder that I got at big lots that I would record them swimming around the pool in the mermaid tails. I made the mermaid tails and it was basically a ripoff of H2O, but it was also a ripoff of this YouTube show that we all used to watch called secret life of a mermaid. And we spent our weekends doing this. Like this is me 13, 14. I would just direct them I would write the script and then we would like read our lines and I would go and I'd be like okay this shot's from here and this shot's from here and that's like literally all I did and I I've just always made videos and I don't know why I never why I don't why I didn't immediately go into that when I was an adult I have always kept making videos but it felt like YouTube and making YouTube videos was like off limits for me because I wanted it so bad I don't know but when I was going through this process, I really thought about young me and what I was doing. And I was always revisiting like video making memories, like what I was, you know, what I was making videos of and what it was like and my sisters. And I went and rewatched the old videos and just like got really sentimental about it. and was like, wow, like I really have been doing this my whole life. Like I really do love doing this. And then, um, I thought about it. I think it was for the podcast. I had mentioned Elle Mills or no, it was on a, it was on yeah, I was on the podcast. It was on the current state of the internet, um, episode that we talked about this. And I had said like Elle Mills was one of the people that really inspired me. I feel like she made things that meant something. And after that, I went back and I watched Elle's videos and I watched burnt out at 19, which I think came out in like 2018 or 2017. And I remember when I saw this video, I might even cry talking about this. It was one of the most impactful videos on me to this day. And I remember where I was when I first saw it. I like that memory is ingrained in me forever. Sitting on the couch, watching Burnt Out at 19 and being like, oh my God, I wish I could make something like this. Like one day I want to make something that means this much. That's this raw, real, true to me. And like talks about my experience and is like done this well. Tells the story this well. And so I, I, I watched it again recently when I made that video. Cause I was like, I wonder what Elle's up to. turns out Elle's not on the internet anymore. She is now directing like music videos and movies and she's doing that kind of stuff, which good for her. And she had a really hard time with her mental health on the internet, which I can totally understand makes sense, but I went back and watched it. And I, I still to this day believe that video is a masterpiece. And when I was watching it, I was like, this video, like the actual video quality, like the camera quality, whatever, you know, it's not that great. Like it's not incredible cinematography. It's not great video, but it's just like the stories, the story she tells that's so good. And for so long in my life, I held myself back to make those types of videos, even on YouTube now that I'm posting because I didn't have like really nice equipment. I didn't have super cinema, cinema, cinegraphic like I, I just didn't have that I didn't have that like kind of tools at my disposal I have a nicer camera than I ever had when I was younger but I never it's not one that I would say oh yeah this is like you know we're like a really really nice camera it's not like anything crazy so I always hold myself back and then I watch Elle's video and I was like you know it, maybe it doesn't matter what the quality is maybe it just matters what what like if I can tell a story like I think in video, there are people that are masters at cameras. They are the master at the camera. And those people end up, you know, being who's using the camera on sets. But then there's people that are good at the story. And that's what I'm good at. That's what I've always been good at. And I go back to some of my reels that I made before I was making YouTube videos. And even just like 
other YouTube videos and stuff like that. And I see that. I see the impression, the deep impression that people like Casey and I saw and Elle Mills made on me that gave me that desire to tell my story, to tell, you know, stories on the internet, I guess. And I thought, you know, watching this video, I'm seeing it's not that great of quality. And I'm like, maybe I could just, maybe it does like I said, maybe it doesn't matter. And then I watched a Casey Neistat video and in it, Casey says, it doesn't matter. The camera doesn't matter. It's what you do with it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I feel like I could do something. I feel like I could do these type of videos that I've wanted to make for a long time. I can make these. It doesn't matter like what the quality is. I, I could just make it and tell a good story. And then I recently have been doing something where in the shower, I am no longer allowed podcasts, audiobooks, or YouTube videos. I'm only allowed music and nothing else. And here's why. And I think you should do it too. I need time for my brain to wander when doing monotonous tasks. I need it to not be occupied with anything important. And if I put on a YouTube video or a podcast or an audiobook while I'm in the shower, then my brain is occupied. It's not going to wander. It's not going to think. But if I just have music on, I know all the music on my playlist. It's not like keeping my attention, but my brain starts to wander. And I've started to become one of those people that I have great ideas in the shower. And so now my shower time is music time only. And that is when I get to just stew and think about things. And I had just seen the Sabrina Carpenter video for uh, Santa doesn't know you like I do, which is so weird that I was watching that in February, but I saw it. And there's this one specific shot where she's in the attic and she puts in a VHS tape to watch like memories of her and an ex. And she has a bow in her hair. And I was like, I'm in a, I love this. I love the shot. I want to tell a story like this, going to my attic and opening up my, my bucket of stuff. And I knew I already had like the idea of making this video and also addressing the fact that I was going to be changing my handle on Instagram because I had already decided this. It was a big choice. It was a big part of, I think me coming out of this funk and moving on with my life and lots of other things. But I knew that was going to happen. And I was like, what if I made a video? One of my shower ideas was like, what if I made a video addressing this? And I did it storytelling like Elle Mills. And then the next shower was like, I saw the Sabrina Carpenter video. What if I use the attic? What if I use you know, my own memories that I've saved that I have because I've recently been going through that stuff and I knew it was in there. What if I record me going through photos of myself and I'm laying them down on the, on the table and I'm showing all these pictures of me as a kid, because that's what I picture when I'm thinking of my younger self. And when I'm remembering myself making these videos, what if I did all this? And so that's where like the, the video idea came from combination of L Mills and the Sabrina Carpenter video. The next thing that I feel like made this video possible was a realization I had inside myself specifically about my uncle Tony, which might sound weird that that's part of the reason, but fo just follow me. Okay. I might cry during this. If I cry, just ignore it. I promise it's not that serious, but this is another reason why I didn't want this video, this on video format, because this is something that I sometimes ugly cry about. And I'm like, I don't really want to ugly cry on the internet. But I want to talk about this. Like, I don't think that me crying, like I'm forcing myself to talk about this because it's important to me and I want to share it, but it's emotional. I don't know. I'm going to be very authentic here and I might cry and I'm sorry if I cry. But my uncle Tony, my uncle Tony was the coolest motherfucker I have ever met in my life. He is my dad's brother and all through my childhood, he was someone that always thought I was the shit. I was the coolest, smartest, funniest person. I was so interesting to him. 
everything he was involved in everything I did he wanted to know about cheer he wanted to I remember I told him I was obsessed with Taylor Swift when I was young so obsessed with Taylor Swift and the next time he came to visit he was like Katie did you know that she just does all her own sets and I was like what and he's like well you told me you really liked her and I thought if you like her she must really be cool and he like went home and watched a documentary on her and like had notes to share with me and was like did you know this did you know this and like thought it was so cool and he after that bought all her albums because he just thought she was so cool and I was like wow like I don't know. He just always thought I was the shit and that I could do anything. We're going to get through this together. <laughs> he died when I was 19 before I got married. Maybe I can't even talk about this. I don't know. Maybe this can't even go in the podcast. <sighs> but he was the shit and he always thought I was the shit. And I thought for a long time that like the lesson of that whole relationship was like for me to be him for other people. Like I wanted other people to feel like they were the shit all the time. <laughs> and I wanted to be I wanted to be the same kind of person for other people. I wanted to lift them up. I wanted to make them feel good, make them feel like they could do anything. I'm so sorry I'm crying. You guys, this is so embarrassing. I bet you guys didn't think I'd be sobbing during this podcast episode. Anyways, let's try to get through this as fast as we can because uh, you guys are only going to hear one bit, one try of me trying to record this, but I've tried like three times because I literally can't talk about it without crying. But he, I thought I was supposed to be like, the sh- make other people feel like they were the shit and always be their biggest cheerleader and be so cool and that's how I like I don't know like <sighs> took what he did for me and like made it into something but I realized through like looking at my younger self and like what I loved and all these things and like seeing how much I actually like truly think my younger self is the shit like I also would have been so enamored with little Katie like she was so smart she was so funny she did so many cool things she was into so much cool shit like I would have thought she was the coolest kid I really would have and I realized like I don't need to be like yeah I need to be everybody's biggest cheerleader like that's what I always want to do I always want to make people feel good I always want to you know I I always I want to be that person for people I do but you know what I also need to do I need to be him for me like I need to be, since he's not here anymore, and I still hear his voice in my head every day, like, when I'm doing something, like, I hear him telling me I can do it, or that I'm fucking cool, and sometimes I, you know, everybody needs to hear that, but I need to also be that voice for myself, like, I need to be the person behind me that's like, dude, why the fuck are you second guessing this, you're the shit, like, I need to do that for myself, why have I never done that for myself, and through all this, and I realized that and through this really, you know, this whole process on in the last year of me just figuring shit out and having a bad year last year and trying to get out of it. That's something I realized is like, I need to be my biggest cheerleader. I need to be uncle Tony for me now as an adult, he's not here. He can't do it. I have to do it. And so I was like, fuck it. You know what? Fuck it. We're going to make this fucking video and this is where wayfinding comes into it. We're going to leap and a net is just going to appear. Wayfinding is the idea that basically, let me flip to my notes. Christopher Columbus didn't know where North America was, this continent. He didn't know where it was. But he knew that if he just kept going in this one direction, that something was going to happen. Something would happen. And it's basically an action first mindset. You want something, you don't know how you're going to get there or what's going to happen, or maybe you don't even know really what you want specifically, 
but you know you want to do this thing. And if you just go in this direction, something's going to happen. And so that's what I've been doing lately. I'm just like, you know, fuck it. Like I know that if I just go this way, something will happen. I don't know what, but something is going to happen. So I'm just, I'm just going to go that way. I'm just going to go and we're going to see what happens. And so I, um, I, I, the third shower now we're on the third shower of these ideas. First shower, we're like, Oh, we're going to make this video. Second shower. We start to materialize what it's going to be. Third shower. I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow I have some free time. I'm going to get my camera and I'm going to go shoot it. And if it looks like shit, doesn't matter. Cause it's not even in my plan of videos I want to release right now. So if it turns out good, cool. If it doesn't you know, leap and a net will appear, we're just going to go in that direction. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't, whatever. We figure something out together. And so I shot the whole thing in one day. It was a lot. And then I sat and I edited it for six and a half hours. Did not get up one single time. I sobbed through editing it. I sobbed through writing it. I saw like much like I'm crying right now in this, like a lot of the things in that video, like I had to record multiple times because I could not stop crying. And I just like, there are certain times when you're, when you make art, when you create things where it feels like it's just rushing out of you. And like it, you just can't, you can't stop it. Like it's just all coming out and you just have to like quickly, like, I, I can't remember what there's a poet that says this. I think it's Virginia Woolf. She has like a quote where she's talking about how sometimes she would be out in the field working and a poem would come to her and it would just like run to her, like hit her like a train. And if she didn't hurry and grab a pen and paper, like run inside it, write it down right away, it would keep going over the hills to the next poet. And then she would lose it. And like, sometimes that's how it feels. Like it really just, just all hit you at once. And you're like, I have to make this, I have to do this. And you just get in this like trance almost. And you just do it and you just keep going until it's done. And then once you have a second to breathe and you step back and you look at it, you're like, oh my God, I made this. Like it's, this is exactly how I feel. This is exactly how I feel. This is it. And so that's what I did. I knew ahead of time, the song I wanted to use was Invisible String by Taylor Swift. I want to talk about the meaning and the little like, because I don't know if all of you are like, as obsessed with Taylor Swift as me who watched the video. But the reason I use invisible string is it's a song about uh, Taylor, obviously talking about the invisible string that tied her to this person she's in love with. And all along there was some invisible string tying them together. Like all the little intricacies and things about their life that, you know, clearly they were meant to cross paths at some point. And I liked the idea of this little invisible string tying me to my younger self like that, that I've been with me all along and like it didn't need, it wasn't even that. Cause that's the thing you always find out when you're finding yourself, right? Like it wasn't even that hard all along. It was inside of me. Like that's the moral of like every coming of age story, right? Like all along it was right next to me. I didn't even know it was right underneath my nose. Like it was in, it was in me all the time. Like all these things I needed to know to figure things out. Like it was here forever. Um, but I wanted to use that song. I obviously didn't want to get copyright claimed or striked. I actually, on YouTube, there's two different type copyright violations you can get. You can get a claim, which is like the money just goes to the person that rightfully owns it. Or you can get a strike, which if you get three strikes, you're out, which is bad. So I wanted to claim, not a strike. I knew I'm not monetized yet on YouTube. So I wasn't that worried about like the money of it. I just wanted to make the video I wanted to make. And I wanted the music I wanted. And I knew I wanted Invisible String. So I reached out to 
uh, relaxing piano covers. Um, I have him tagged in the video. If you guys want to go look at his other things, he has an invisible string cover. And I was like, can I please use this? He was so gracious, responded to me right away. I thought it was going to be days before I heard anything from him. And, um, I ended up getting me okay to use it, which is like super cool. And that's what I did. I used his song in the video and it turned out so good. Um, and I posted it and I post video creation. This is my next bullet in my notes. Um, this was very raw for me, but it felt like what I made when I was a kid. Like it felt like the kinds of times when I would grab my camera and I would grab my sisters and I would say, Hey, let's go make a video. Like we don't have anything to do today. Let's do this. Like I was in the shower and I was like, you know what? Let's just go get the shots today. Let's just see what we can do. Well, I've got some time. I'm going to take the camera. I'm going to bring it out there and we're going to see, you know, see what we can do, what the deal is. We're going to try, we're going to try this. And that's what I did. But I, I feel like what stumped me in some of the years recently, why I felt like I couldn't make these types of videos. Cause if you watch it, you can tell it's different. It's not a vlog. It's not a funny ha ha video. Like why I thought I could make these kind of videos was because I didn't have anybody like with me to do it. Like I always thought like, Oh, I need someone to help me hold the camera. I need somebody to like be in front of the camera and like I can shoot someone else or they can help me shoot myself. Like, but like none of that's true. Um, and I realized that through making this video, like I can do the whole video by myself. I did it this time. Like the whole thing is only me. All my vlogs are only me. Everything I've ever made. It's only me. Like, I don't know why I get it in my head. Like, I think maybe it's like, I don't know the leftovers of being raised in a big family that I'm like, I want someone with me all the time to do this thing with me. Again, I don't really know why I do it, but I always feel like I need someone with me and making this video made me realize that I don't, I don't need anyone next to me. I don't need anyone to hold my hand or the camera or anything like that. I can just do it. And it, this whole thing was just like such a natural release that had, it feels like it had been building up for a long time. Again, like I've been on this journey figuring myself out, figuring out what's wrong. How do I fix this? What, where do I go from here? Am I doing the right thing? Like I've been feeling like this for, you know, months or almost a year at this point. And I, it felt like making this video crying while I'm making it. And then I sit down and I finish and it felt like it was over. Like it's just over now. Like this was my final thing and I'm done. And I had read somewhere while I was going through all this that you shouldn't try to make you don't create while analyzing you analyze and then you create like, and I feel like I had done enough analyzing that now I was ready to like, I know all the feelings I felt I've already been through them. And now I can make something that explains where I am, which is another thing that uh, Rick Rubin talks about that art is a diary entry, that art is a perfect representation of where you are right now. And so it doesn't matter how you make it, what you make it, what people think of it. It's a diary entry. People can't judge, can't, judge or grade your diary entry and it doesn't matter like you don't you shouldn't make things for the sake of them being consumed you make them and then after you've made them after you've analyzed you've created you've made it it's done then you decide do I want to let people see this is this something that is this something that I want to show the world and I at first wasn't sure that I wanted this to go anywhere I FaceTimed my mom and I showed it to her and I showed it to Georgia And then I showed it to my handful of friends and my mom cried and Georgia cried and Cheyenne, my sister cried. I I showed it to my little group of people. And when I saw the reaction, I was like, okay, I feel, I feel okay with this. I don't feel embarrassed to share it. It is really raw, 
but it's not something that I would be that I'm embarrassed of. And also I feel like I've been very raw on the internet. I'm very open with you guys about how I feel. I just cried for a while on here. Like, but I don't really, not that I don't care. Cause I do care obviously what I post and what I share, but I don't mind you guys seeing that human element of me because I think it makes it okay for other people to also do that. And we all need to be more okay with feeling certain ways in public. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing. So I, I, I wasn't, I didn't feel embarrassed to share it. And I, the thing I was, the reason I was on the fence about sharing it was I was like, I care about this so much. If people don't like it, it's going to hurt my feelings. And then after I saw the way my mom and sister reacted and I really thought about how much this video means to me, I was like, you know what? Actually, I don't care how it does, but I really think it's important that I put this out in the world because I think a lot of people feel the way I feel and haven't seen something or they don't, I don't know, maybe they don't feel seen in it or maybe they don't know how to get through it or maybe they're not sure, maybe they think it's only them and like that's another, that's a reason why I've been driven to share most things in my life and I know usually when I feel nervous to share something, it's because it's really good and it means a lot to me and I should share it. It's, it's something that needs to be shared. And so I don't know. I, I figured all this out. I knew it was something that I wanted to share with the class, so to speak. And so I, I decided to schedule it and started teasing it on my stories. Um, the takeaways from this whole experience and everything, a big one of them was just that I felt the release of being done with that part of my journey in life. And it started a new chapter. I changed my Instagram handle to my regular name. And I'm sure you guys can probably guess that there will be other changes that come along with that. Um, but the biggest marker that, that, like the biggest thing of that marker in my life, like that single little action of changing my name and posting the video, the thing that that most represents is that I just don't care anymore. I don't care what does well. I don't care what does good or bad. I'm no longer being driven by numbers or anything like that. Do I want success desperately? Do I want to make money doing this more than anything? That way I can continue to do what I love for a living because this is what I think I was like put on this earth to do, to entertain people, make them laugh, connect with them, you know, share my feelings, my, my joys, my struggles, all of this with the world. Like that's what I think I was made to do but I'm not going to let that be the driving force. I'm going to just keep making the things I love and, and just, and like let my passion drive me and that's it. And I've already been doing that for a while now, I'd say, especially since the beginning of the year, but changing my name on Instagram, I was like, this is the new chapter. We're not going to be held down by what we think will do well. We're also not going to be held down by a niche, which I feel like this is controversial to talk about. And I'm I've said this kind of, I've addressed this kind of before, but as a creative person, it is really hard to be in the Western industry. They don't pay you enough. They don't, they don't respect you or your work. Um, they expect you to do more than you should for less money than you should because they don't see the value because the industry is so small. And then also if you go outside of a certain box, I feel like people really judge you and think that, you, oh, you're not Western enough or whatever. And I decided also in doing this and changing the name, and I'm also going to be changing my shop name, which is something I've talked about on here. If my shop opens back up, it will no longer be under Wayward Western Co. It will be under something different and it will be an all encompassing shop for all the things I like, not just Western things. I'm, 
I'm not leaving the niche. I'm not leaving Western. I'm not pulling a Taylor Swift on you and I'm going to release 1989. But sometimes I do feel like I feel like Taylor Swift when she was releasing 1989 because I look around and I see the stagnation in Western and this just the just the the no change and the no new things and the feeling like I have to stay within this certain parameters and this bubble and the bubble's really bubbling and I want to be able to do whatever I want. And if that's a vlog of me reading fan fiction, Harry Potter fan fiction, then I'm going to do that. And that's what the name change is also signifying that I'm just going to, it's me. I'm the brand. I'm the person who's deciding what goes up. So sometimes it's going to be horses. Sometimes it's going to be Western. Sometimes it's going to be fan fiction. Sometimes it's going to be vlogs. Sometimes it's going to be a storytelling video about me talking to my inner child. Sometimes it's going to be my Valentine's Day video. Sometimes it's going to be me crying about my uncle on my podcast. Like you, you just never know what you're going to get. It's going to be different things every week and I'm going to just do whatever I want. And that is important to me. The next thing I want to make more things that tell my story. I want to do more storytelling videos. If you've watched the Galentine's video, it's a lot different than other videos on my channel. Um, it's not the same vlog style, which I, I love making vlogs. I'm not going to stop making vlogs. Do not take this as that at all. I will still be making vlogs and, you know, sit down videos where I talk about books and all that, but I want to make more story time videos or storytelling videos as well that are very much like diary entries. They're like addressing something I'm feeling in my life. They are perfect representations of, Hey, this is me right now. I feel closest to my purpose, closest to the creator, closest to God when I am true to myself. And when I make videos, when I make videos, that is when I feel my, my purpose, like all the times that I'm walking around with a camera and I'm documenting what I'm doing. That is when I feel my most at peace, my most self. And I'm just, I want to chase that feeling. It's kind of like when you read a book and you read a, you read a five-star book, one of your favorite books. And then after that, forever after that, you're just chasing that feeling. That's how I feel when I make videos. That's how I feel when I make videos that, that encapsulate me. And when I share my real raw authentic self and I, and I, and I do that, I, I, I just, I'm like, damn, that's what life is all about. This is the good shit. And I think this year I've incorporated a really good through line through myself I'm caring more about what I ingest, like what I watch. I'm not scrolling on TikTok. I'm not scrolling on Instagram. And I can say that, like, I'm being serious, guys. I, my screen time, all time lows. Ever since I instilled all these new screen time rules in the beginning of the year, I am a different human being. And it has freed up so much of my mental space. If you have not done this, guys, you really need to because you don't know what is inside of you that is trying to come out that can't because you are blocking it with TikTok videos and Instagram reels and short form content. And I don't come from say that coming from a I'm so much better than you look at me position because I was just like everybody else and was scrolling and scrolling. I'm coming to you to, to say that from a place of like, dude, I have so much peace and I you need it. Like you need it in your life and it's going to give you so much time back. But I, I feel like by caring about what I ingest and then journaling every day, planning and really thinking about things and drawing every day. I, I just have a through line through me. I'm ingesting things. I'm thinking about them. They're coming out in my journal and my sketchbook. I'm thinking about things. I'm, I'm reading things. I'm writing things. I'm, I'm watching things. I'm thinking about them. I'm, they're coming out in my sketchbook and they're in my journal. And that process of coming through me over and over again, every once in a while, when it starts to come out, I go, wait a second, hold on to that. That could be a video. That is something I really want to, I want to share that with people. And that's what's made me able to create more and be more in touch with like what I want to make and where I'm going. And like, I don't know, that kind of stuff. And again, that last thing, like I can do this. 
I don't need anyone with me. And I'm going to be my biggest cheerleader. I think I'm the shit. Okay. And everyone should think that they are the shit. Obviously not in a cocky, terrible person way, but like, I think I'm the shit. And I want to be that biggest cheerleader for myself. I want to be that person that's pushing myself to keep going. And, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be that person for me. I'm going to push myself, not in an unhealthy way, but just to do what I meant to do. And I'm not going to let anything stop me. I'm going to keep doing that. So that is the whole story of the video of to the girl that inspired me. That is, that is the T and this is also hopefully the very last time we will ever talk about me going through it last year because I really feel like I'm done now guys. I, and I'll, the Lord, (laughs) the Lord as my witness and all of you as my witnesses, you have been there every step of the way. I feel like I've talked about every single moment of the bad year to getting worse, to, feeling terrible to trying to figure it out to making my, you know, you guys have seen every step of the way of this coming out of this. And like, how do I get back to who I was? And I feel like I am back there now. I feel like I'm there again. I have my motivation back. I have my happiness back. I just so many things, my time. I don't know. I just, I hope that sharing this speaks to you guys and that it resonates with somebody because you know, that's all we can hope for when we're on the internet crying, you know, on a podcast about our dead uncle. Then hopefully, hopefully this reaches somebody that doesn't go, this girl is absolutely insane. What is she doing? (laughs) And it reaches the people that are like, oh yeah. Okay. Like I I feel you girl, but that is it for this episode. You guys, um, I'm so excited because this weekend, let me just tell you guys, me and Ethan, Ethan got us tickets for Valentine's day to ride a train to ride the Grand Canyon train. And I'm so excited about it. It's something I wanted to do since I was like 14, 13. Um, and so we're going to ride the train into the Grand Canyon. I literally can't wait. And that's what I'm going to do this weekend. So I'm recording this on Thursday so that it can be done before the weekend. So I can spend my weekend enjoying it with him. Um, but when you hear this on Monday, just know that I had the best weekend of my life on a freaking train in the Grand Canyon. It was the most romantic, amazing thing ever. And there might be a YouTube video about it. I don't know. Just, just throwing that out there just throwing that out there if you want to go look at it it's probably not up yet probably won't be up for a few days at this point but anyway oh if it's monday the most recent youtube video is me reading fan fiction if you go on to go watch the the video it's very funny like really really funny and even if you don't read it's worth watching because it is it's pretty hilarious my husband thought it was funny and he does not even read at all but anyways i hope you rate the podcast five stars send me a dm if this resonated with you i know there's a few of you that always dm me after episodes and like tell me your feelings and thoughts and why you liked it and please keep doing that because sometimes this does feel very like a one-way street and like i'm just shouting into the void which is fine with me i don't mind shouting into the void that's good with me like i see that all of you are listening i know that you're i know somebody's out there okay i know you're out there hearing this but uh it does feel good to have a little a little bit of a conversation about it so if you want to have one, don't be afraid to DM me. I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, also, if you'd like to join my book club, this month we're reading Bride by Allie Hazelwood. My book club is now free for everyone. I used to be through my Instagram subscriptions, but now anyone can join. If you're interested in that, go ahead and shoot me a DM and I will send you a link to join. So I'm now Katie Blue Kepler everywhere you can find me on the internet. If you can't find me, that's why. Uh, but I love you guys so much. And thanks for always being patient with me and kind and letting me skip a week when I need to. But I will see you guys in the next episode. We'll not see you. You'll hear me. I'll hear you. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. Peace out guys. Bye.